0: is about to go live online. Catch all-out monster hit music, all-out celebrity interviews, all-out showbiz and sports news, all-out fun, an exclusive on The Monster. Catch the stream on The Monster Facebook page at RX931, The Monster YouTube channel at RX931, and twitch.tv slash RX 931 Your all-out hosts, Rico Robles and Kayla Rivera. Stand by and enjoy the program. my goodness welcome to the show okay here we go this is that moment that all you guys have been waiting for it started out with a conversation of trying to make that burger then it evolved to learning what egg slut is all about ladies and gentlemen a man who needs no further introduction and this is possibly the first time i've ever been so nervous to interview someone in my life please welcome the great chef Alvin Kailan. Whoa. Hey.
1: thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for having me. Um, do we finally doing it live and in person? Last time we did this we were over uh the internet connection. That's I was right. In LA, you were here.
0: And now we're back. I know. And, face the, and, face, and then And then and I traveled there. I missed it by a day when I went to your restaurant at Amboy Great yes. burgers, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I got to try out the, the thick one.
1: Uh The DH burger. DH. Yeah, and, and... aged beef, 10 ounces. You must have been hungry.
0: Oh, it was it was sweet. Gobbled that up quick, man. I got to meet uh Goro, too. And I was like, yo, it's like a Mortal Kombat Goro. I was yeah, like, he's a big dude, right? Big dude, you know? So yeah, it was man. great times. And, you know, um, with the work that you've been doing, you know, Thank you for representing the Philippines.
1: Oh, man, it's my pleasure. Actually, it's like I feel like it, it just comes so natural, you know. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I've always been Filipino first. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, growing up in Southern California, you know, especially in the 90s, you know this. It's like it's all about it's all about, you know, who you are, your mm-hmm. identity, what separates you from everybody else. And, mm-hmm. and being Filipino was something that I was super proud of. It was, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I didn't speak English until I was five years old. So. Um, you know I, I was Filipino first so mm-hmm. uh, representing Filipino culture Filipino food it's just natural I can't I
0: can't turn it off <laughs> it, it, it's it's something with bringing people together right it's the flavors it's bringing people together it's getting everybody sort of like the family so but how did you get into to cooking how did you get into this whole culinary journey um, of yeah, yours
1: It's very easy I blame my parents right uh-huh. because I was a latchkey kid I, 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 I was home. I was home alone from three o'clock to seven o'clock mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would walk to I would walk home from school, mm-hmm. uh, go home and uh, kick my shoes off and and I would make like pundi saw sandwiches mm-hmm. and I would make I would always have to make rice for my dad because, you know, that was my job. Uh-huh. I was uh, on rice duty every day. So if I it, you know, when I get home, I have to make a, you know, four cups of rice, wash the rice mm-hmm clear it out measure it with your finger make sure that it's perfect Uh and uh you know i would make different things hot dogs like
0: is it safe to say you have the perfect method for the perfect rice i mean as a chef you would probably be like you know get into the details of it so what's your technique
1: Uh, you know to be honest with you rice is very it's like a very tricky thing Mm -hmm. you know um it, that's why it's the first recipe in my cookbook, Amboy mm-hmm. recipes from a uh, Filipino American dream. Just mm-hmm. plugging it out there. You buy it if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the first recipe, and you know, I and I and my recipe is rice made in a pot, not in a rice
0: cooker. Mm-hmm. What's the difference?
1: Uh, you know, I just feel like every everyone should learn how to make rice out of a pot because if you don't have a rice cooker, uh-huh. you can make it anywhere. You can make it, you know, when you're camping, when you're, you know, whatever. So uh, I think. The, the secret to good rice is keep making it every single day. Until, and then
0: you get to improve on yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it's very cheap, uh-huh. right? It's a cheap thing to learn because rice is very, 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 very affordable. And um so I think just rules of 10,000s, uh-huh. I was able to create a recipe. Literally, if you read it, it's like I'm talking to you. So you, yeah, can't, yeah. you can't mess it up.
0: It's, it's that the Bible of cooking with the home-cooked meals and the parents' recipes and all that. Yeah. You know? With your book, Amboy, I mean, what's the inspiration? I know it's from your mom and your dad and the recipe. Yeah. But when you had to somehow bring it out to the general public, I mean, you being known for egg slut, for the burgers, then yeah. boom, Amboy, the sauces and everything. Okay, so what's the story behind that?
1: Well, Amboy is basically the definition of my cuisine, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Um, growing up in, in East L.A., I wasn't Mexican. I mm-hmm. wasn't American. When I came home every summer to the Philippines, I wasn't Filipino. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma called me Amboy. So as I developed my culinary like repertoire, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I realized like the definition of my actual cuisine is Amboy. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily American food. It's not necessarily Filipino food. It's my own style. Um, And that's really what it is. Mm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like all the recipes in there are traditionally my style of Filipino food. It's not traditional uh, Filipino food that you'll you'll see in like uh, a culinary school book for Filipino food. It's, Uh It's not it's like what was available to me, my terroir, where I grew up, you know, so, you know, there's a lot of spam.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> putting yeah. it in there, right? Yeah, A lot is- of uh, banana ketchup. Yeah, yeah the sausage,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's stuff like that, but it, it's, it's definitely the definition of who I am culinarily. It's like, my, it was my first cookbook, so I wanted it to be the definition of of why i exist in the culinary world so
0: so like like a great rap album is letting the world know like this is who i am that first album you know when you drop that first album this is who i am this is me the first cookbook exactly now with you releasing it the 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 book itself what was the reaction of the filipino community
1: oh they're very proud Uh believe it or not i mean i think it was just refreshing to see uh recipes from a different voice you Mm -hmm. know um you know we've had such amazing cookbooks from like Nora Daza and Amy Bessa um but when it came to like my style of food my my language the way i speak i think people were like wow this guy is really just proud of who he is and he's talking to me mm-hmm. because you know every recipe in that book i didn't copy it from anywhere it's uh-huh. something that truly came from something that i made right and like, i think that's like a lot to say for a lot of books because a lot of books that uh show filipino food um are renditions of classic filipino dishes we've mm-hmm. seen it a million times you know but when i'm doing like a pulled pork adobo or if i'm doing like uh like a cote de bouffe bistec with like a Bistec Demigloss. Uh-huh. <laughs> people like, yeah, people are like, what the hell? Like, that's not normal, you know? So That's game, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's just stuff that I've learned on uh, yeah. along the way in my journey. And I think that's what makes it so unique and different. And that's why
0: people love it so much. And, and we are thankful for you because you, you're elevating it in a way that people don't just go to the Philippines and say, oh, you want to eat balot? Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's becoming a fear factor thing.
1: Yeah, I don't even have balot mentioned in my book. Uh-huh. Because to me it's like, yeah, we we get it, you know. We we have balot here. It's it's not something that we eat every day. Mm-hmm. It's something that, in, in fact, it's something that we we almost dare each other to eat when we're drunk. Uh, true, <laughs> yeah. but I can't believe that that one dish single-handedly defines who we are as a culinary country. Uh, country, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's not was not at all what defines me. Uh-huh. I know it doesn't define balot. Doesn't define you. True. So. Uh, for me, it's like let's let's change the narrative,
0: <laughs> and 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 thank you for that. You know what I mean. But w- when it came to cooking, when it came to doing that, okay, you started with your parents, your mom's house cooking, and everything. So you were left alone. Yeah. Then, in comes the formal culinary school.
1: Yeah. How did that all start? Oh man! So I was fourteen years old. I was getting in a lot of trouble. You know, um, you know, gang culture in Southern California was huge. Mm-hmm. And I was getting in a ton of trouble, bro. Like, you know, whether it's like smoking weed and getting caught or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, petty theft, you know, stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. And my mom was worried that I was going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. So she got me a job as a dishwasher at a convent, mm-hmm. like literally washing dishes for nuns. 300 nuns every day. Wow. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I at first I was like reluctant. I hated it. Uh-huh. And then I started they let me start cooking. And one of my partners there, like that taught me how to cook, his name was Danilo. He was from Phil- the Philippines. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, like fresh bro. Like he like didn't speak English, Siparing
0: Danilo. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, okay.
1: like, and he taught me how to make sit uh-huh. like his style for 300 people. Right. Uh-huh. And I loved it. Uh-huh. I loved it. So, you know, I, fi- I, I worked there till I was 18 years old, went to regular college. And then I didn't like my career. Uh-huh. You know, what was your career I, I majored in business and i worked as an account representative for for a construction company you know mm-hmm. like going out places and like you know really just trying to get other people's business for my construction company mm-hmm. and i didn't like it I, I i wasn't feeling it we were i felt like i had more purpose mm-hmm. so i left i didn't tell my mom i didn't tell my dad mm-hmm. i packed up my car put all of my belongings into one car and i drove up to portland oregon Mm -hmm. and i signed up for culinary school slept on my friend's couch and um next thing you know you know like i'm working at restaurants over there Uh like like straight up i was a barista in the morning i went to culinary school then i worked at a hotel to prep and then i worked at a restaurant for dinner
0: you're really working i'm talking like (laughs) doing the dirty work of chopping and oh, from dude. the beginning
1: from the beginning i went mm. i learned from the bottom up and um <clears throat> you know i finally finished culinary school and I, I got a job at the best restaurant in 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 oregon mm. and i really learned a lot there uh and that's where it starts i went to fine dining and i mean never looked back
0: you know chef alvin if you have a lot of people tuned in now there are people out there who are thinking of especially this pandemic. Yeah. Many people have questioned passion or you know, should I follow my passion or should I follow what the family does? What's your advice?
1: Well, you know, I I'm, I'm coming from you know my my craftsmanship mm-hmm. me becoming a chef was out of there was no jobs. In 2008, when the market crashed, there was nothing for us. Right. Mm-hmm. You finished college. It didn't even matter You what you what you were for sure was debt. Mm-hmm. So for me, like and, and, and right now, I feel like after the pandemic, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have to rely on who you are, your talent, and mm-hmm. then really just um, focus on what makes you happy. And if it's your talent. Push for it, you know, mm-hmm. if you know how to make the best, you know, pandisal. Like, make it the best you um, saw. And, and if, if, if money and, and, and that stuff is more important to you, then focus on that grind. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're at that point where we don't, we can't, we realize life is short. Yeah. Life is short, bro. We got to like just do what makes us happy. Uh-huh. And I think that's, that's really my, my advice to everyone post pandemic. Like, even it's hard for me to say, but you know, you have like cooks who don't want to cook anymore. They just straight up. They're just like, yo, chef. After the pandemic, I just don't think this is it for me, and I had to let them go. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like, dude, follow your dreams, you know? Because if not, I'd be a hypocrite, you know. So that's pretty much where we're at Uh post-pandemic. Follow your dreams. So Rico, if 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 burgers are your dreams, I just keep making burgers. Burgers and music.
0: Nursing school. Sorry, mom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You're just talking about this. Yeah, right?
1: dude. Like, you know, yes, you don't have to go to nursing school because your mom told you. Follow, follow your dream. Yeah. Hey, life is short, man. Like, we got to we gotta be happy. Uh-huh. That's just, there's no time. There's mm-hmm. no time, man. Like, it, it, nursing school, I'm not, no knocking on nurses, man. Like, mm-hmm. thank you for all of your service and everything that you guys do for us on a daily basis. But I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the moment I took one nursing class. And so
0: like, so you 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 were
1: yeah Cypress College. Shout you to went Cyprus to Cypress College, college. okay? Cyprus college. I went to Cypress College. I took one nursing class. I was like, huh. nope, I'm not gonna do it. Sorry, not gonna happen.
0: Cause you know my mom, ma- my mama's thirty years of a nurse, and I'm a licensed nurse here in the Philippines. So my mama telling me, hey son, you gotta you know, I'm retiring. You gotta make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like with my mama doing this she's so go kill me at this very moment. But yeah, I got you. I got you. But you know. Live post-pandemic, uh-huh. as far as restaurants is concerned, we'll talk about that in just a bit. For those okay. who are tuning in once again, send in your messages. We have uh, Chef Alvin Kailan. He is joining us. So how's the restaurant scene now, post-pandemic? I mean, especially for restaurant owners here in the Philippines, since yeah. you guys have been traveling here, yeah. what do you think they can do to somehow survive or come come back even harder and even better?
1: I think to survive, really, it's like you have to have good food, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't matter if you, you know, you you don't have good food. People are not going to support you. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of things that are changing, right? Like, I think here, like, you have, like, what was it called? Grab.
0: Oh, you got the the delivery apps. Yeah,
1: so that's going to be a huge part of our. They don't have that in the U.S. No, right? but we have we have like Uber Eats and stuff uh-huh. like that. That's uh-huh. kind of like a DoorDash. That's kind of like the future of food in a sense, where like we're we're a lot of we realize that we can't get stuck with rent if you're not going to be able to open your restaurant for three years. And you have
0: cloud chicken, uh, chicken kitchens, <laughs> K- kitchens, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
1: so, you know, we're going to have to start, you know, like rethinking, you know, how we we develop our restaurants and our kitchens and you know there's some people that are just strictly focusing on cloud kitchens and Mm -hmm. that's like that's the future but like as far as like you know full service delicious restaurants with servers and all that Mm -hmm. if your food's good you're gonna survive because we want to, as human beings, we want to go to the restaurant and eat
0: there. And experience the
1: place, yeah. right? Yeah. There's no just
0: can't get all delivery all the time, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. You yeah. want to go out. You want to relax. You want to have fun. And if your restaurant is good, guess what? Dude, people are going to go to your restaurant. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's really where we're at. Mm-hmm. The strong will survive. Mm-hmm. Everything else will turn into ghost kitchens or...
0: How about delivery stuff? I mean, like when you when you're a fine dining restaurant yeah. and all of a sudden you have to go through delivery, you have to go to delivery stuff. Do you change the recipe? Do you, you have is it the to. packaging? How's it go? Absolutely,
1: packaging is number one. Uh-huh. But like if if you if you're getting like Korean barbecue uh-huh. and and it's not packaged correctly and you're getting just soggy meat with like it's just like just like water from all the evaporation. Uh-huh. That's so gross. Uh-huh. It's, it's bad. Like we've, I think. Three years into the into the pandemic, we've realized that doesn't fly. Your mm-hmm. packaging has to be legit. You have to have it as almost as good of a quality as if it, you were to go to the restaurant in itself. Wow. So I know restaurants that have just spent tons of money on custom packaging just mm-hmm. so that their french fries stay crispy. That is, is
0: a ch- what is the what how do you
1: <laughs> that's so hard to do? Yeah. I mean right. Amboy, you guys do that? well we don't we don't have amboy is definitely not a third-party delivery restaurant Uh. i chose that because we don't need to do that we don't need to have a third-party delivery because i'm in chinatown which Mm. if if you're familiar with los angeles it's not the most expensive part of the world Mm. and And you got a lot of parking
0: yeah and so we (laughs) we were
1: we're sustainable yeah to the sense where we don't have to rely on third-party delivery but if my restaurant was like in the middle of beverly hills best believe i'm I'm figuring out how my French fries are going to stay crispy. That is a challenge. It's very hard. You know, umami burger in a sense, we, it does that. That's, that's what we, that's what I spent the last year doing Mm -hmm. is we've created packaging to where there's enough holes into the box, but doesn't look like a piece of Swiss cheese. Uh (laughs) It's still like, it's purposely perforated so that when, you know, when you do get your French fries, it's still pretty crispy. It's Uh not, it's not bad, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's also just cooking it a little longer mm-hmm. um, so that stays crispy. Because some people they don't have the patience and they're just frying it, mm-hmm. and then they pull it out. What's the not- proper
0: time to cook fries? People tuned in, take note. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Three seventy five. Like you want to fry it for like four to six minutes. That's, four to six minutes. Yeah, golden crispy. That's what. That's what you want. You don't want pale and soft.
0: Are you taking notes, people? <laughs> okay, X What's the story behind that?
1: X. Ex- I mean, X is my baby. Uh-huh. I saw it was the first thing that I've ever created as a chef, uh-huh. uh, as a restaurateur, as an owner. It's uh, definitely not the definition of who I am, mm-hmm. but it's 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 a uh, it's kind of a glimpse into the 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 brain waves that I that that I have for my culinary you know journey, right? Mm-hmm. So that fir- that's my first baby. Uh, it was a breakfast sandwich concept that <clears throat> at the time in Los Angeles in 2010. Mm-hmm. What was there to eat for breakfast? Star, True. Starbucks, McDonald's, mm-hmm. uh, if not uh, Denny's, Denny's, yeah, IHOP. F-hop. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can get like you have to sit down and eat a huge breakfast. So when I when I decided to leave the kitchen, I was like, let's make mm-hmm. a breakfast sandwich. You know, mm-hmm. because you know we grew up eating sauce sandwiches. Uh-huh. We can make sandwiches. It's easy. You know, like eggs, bacon, sausage, whatever, cheese. And bro, like it took off uh-huh. <laughs> and like people really felt it, you know, they were like, yo, we need to eat gourmet in the morning, you know? And I was like, perfect. I'm the only one that's around. So come come and get me, you know? So it, it was a really cool thing. It made me, it taught me a lot about the LA food culture. Mm-hmm. Um, it taught me about like FOMO, the FOMO culture, because mm-hmm. that, that's what uh, food trucks were all about. Create something. Mm -hmm. Sell out, drive away. Like you don't have to worry about like people being mad at you. You just get in your car and bounce. You know what I mean? Like, so I realized Los Angeles was all about that hype. Uh It was all about yo come back. We'll do twenty crazy like sous vide bacon burgers, Uh and then once all twenty was out, we packed up, closed the window, and drove away. And that's what turned the like what made it hype, man.
0: And and to do that in a place where Mexican food, Berias and tacos, yeah. you're parking your breakfast thing. I mean, what were the challenges? Dude,
1: I didn't go to those places. I was parking in Beverly Hills. I was parking where there was never, you would never think a food truck would park. Uh-huh. I would park in front of a Rolex place. I would, you know, like I was going crazy. Cause I knew that my, my, my price points were high. Uh-huh. So I was like, not any regular person can buy this. Like, Let's go where the money's at. And, you know, I'm from East L.A., so we we know where the money's at. We, it's like the West Side. We went to the West Side a lot every uh-huh. morning. And uh, then we ended up at the Arts District. And, that, and that's really where we became, like, a brand. Uh-huh. You know, we were at the Arts District, believe it or not. It's like 10 years before that, we were stealing cars, and we were stripping cars. And that's where we would leave. The, on In the same area, 10 years later, I'm selling uh-huh. breakfast
0: sandwiches. and. Can you? I mean, it's safe to say that that's a blessing. That's oh yeah, a, that's a life turnaround. Hell You're yeah. given an opportunity to Hell be in yeah. the same place but doing the right thing.
1: Yeah, we were doing the right thing. It was honest. And then, dude, like you would see Ferraris come, Mm-mm. pull up to the back of the food truck, buy breakfast, and then sit on the sit on the sidewalk and eat their breakfast sandwich. It was, it was like an anomaly. Uh-huh. Like any person who watched that would be like, "Yo, I want to invest in this," you know, because it would. LA has never seen anything like it, and that's why I'm very proud of that brand. Uh, We grew it; it's international now, Mm -hmm. so uh, it's become its own monster.
0: In comes the question: Will it be in Manila?
1: Oh man! And you know what's crazy is that Mm -hmm. ever since I got here, I swear I hear I hear that uh, I hear that question every single day, Mm -hmm. and it's and you know it's not up to me anymore, man. It's up to my business partners that that you know that that run egg slut uh Uh, to be honest with you like like i said egg slut doesn't define me so Mm. if it's like if you want to taste my food it's like it's different now it's amboy you know Mm -hmm. amboy is who i am Uh egg slut is who i was so i keep telling people like if you want egg slut here you're asking the wrong guy like Uh it's not it's just the guy who cooked it yeah it's not my decision anymore man like that it's its own monster Mm. um And to be honest with you, man, like I think like the, the Asian market is 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 going crazy right now. So mm-hmm. I can't say it, it, it'll never be here. But now you know, not Chef, with me being here, but yeah, I can't
0: say. You know, <laughs> Chef Alvin. One question that everybody's asking—they're tuned in as well. I know. I wish I had more time with you. What are you doing here in the Philippines now?
1: We're here. We're tasting great food. Uh-huh. You know, we're here in partnership with with the Department of Tourism. We're here in partnership with PAL. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we during the pandemic, we realized all the OFWs are coming back to the Philippines mm-hmm. and they're making amazing food and, it, and no one's documenting it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I asked the Department of Tourism, I'm like, yo, give us a chance. We're going to go check out all the best chefs in the city in Metro Manila. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to record. We're going to film everything. We're going to turn it into a video and hopefully we could we can use it for tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, so that they can we can bring more people into the Philippines to eat
0: and try the delicious foods. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And where can we watch this documentation?
1: Um, my channels. Uh, Check out my socials at Alvin Kylon, Full name on everything. Um, and then hopefully you can see where we ended up putting everything. I, right now, mm-hmm. we 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 have some epic footage, epic footage. So it, this could turn into like an entire documentary, man. Who knows? Who knows where this goes?
0: And this is something exciting <laughs> that we got to watch out for. Of course, yes. you're here till the 21st. I'm
1: here till the 21st. Come at me. Come see me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be all over Metro Manila eating all the good food.
0: Greet some people. I know you want to thank some people, too.
1: Yeah, man. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to you, mainly. Rico, for having me. You know, Shout out to Brian, my boy, Brian Nestor. They're in this, this journey with me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Carol banging bagels shout out to everyone at hapag uh metro uma helm i had metronome for lunch today Mm -hmm. it was probably the most amazing meal of my life Mm -hmm. we're on our way to toyo tonight um shout out to all the chefs here and um you know the illuminati that is food in, in in metro manila shout out to everybody that's helped us out Thank you.
0: And message to all the upcoming chefs, those that are starting out trying to figure out, you know, how do, we, how do I make it? How do I make ends meet? How do I, you know, get to the big leagues?
1: Don't quit. Mm-hmm. Honestly, food is cheap. So if you, food is what you want to do, just keep doing it. You know, like it, it, it's worth the investment. It's worth the time put in and out. Mm-hmm. It's worth that effort because you'll never know, man. Once opportunity you know, meets your preparation, it's successful Mm -hmm. and and it takes time. Trust the process. Honestly, that sounds cliche as hell, but put in the hours, put in the work. It took me 19 years to get to where I'm at.
0: And Mm -hmm. right now I can fully say that I I don't work. This isn't work for me anymore. And we know you for the burger. I got one more question, Brian. Brian's (laughs) like, we got to go. I got one more question. What is the elements of a perfect burger for you?
1: Uh, Dude, meat, cheese and bun, Mm -hmm. Right. You have to have the perfect bread to mm-hmm. match the the right amount of meat, and then the cheese has to be the perfect slice. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of both cold or melted cheese. I mm-hmm. I don't hate, but if your beef is too much for your bun, it doesn't taste good. If there's too much bread for your for your patty, it mm-hmm. doesn't taste good. The ratio has to be right, and that is the secret. Keep tweaking mm-hmm. until when you eat it, it's flawless.
0: All right. I got no idea. It's my Michael Jordan, man. (laughs) When it comes to burgers, Chef Alvin, thank thank you 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 very much for giving us a chance for you to be here in this monster booth. And and thank you for taking time to join us.
1: Well, I got a bag full of your burgers right now. So we're about to go. We're going to eat it in
0: traffic. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's a monster exclusive. We did promise you guys that he was going to be here in the monster booth. And thank you for keeping that promise. Of course, bro. You, you know, know what I mean?
1: You're my boy. So I'm, I'm, my I'm, I'm trying not to let you down, bro. Yeah, You know <laughs> what I
0: mean? It's big things in store, of course, for Amboy, for Eggslut. Do follow him at his socials at Ivan Kailan. Don't forget, big things happening. So I'll keep it locked in here in the monster. Once again, my name is Rico Robles. in behalf of Kayla Rivera, this has been another monster exclusive. Thank you guys for tuning in monster exclusive interview monster exclusive interview only from manila's honest monster rx 93.1